today I want to talk to you about brand. So I'm not talking about the branding iron for cattle or even marketing or advertising, not even talking about a product or service or even a, a company. I want to really talk about what a brand truly is. And there's a lot of iconic brands out there. So a lot of these companies, they will secure their position in the marketplace. And you can do that as, as an individual as well and remain very, very influential for years to come. But you first need to understand branding, not only as an organization, as a department, a division, a leader, or an individual, that you need to develop this strategic tool, which will allow you to develop a strong brand. And so that way your integrity is not compromised. Now we're gonna cover a lot of different things. We're gonna cover taglines, we're gonna talk about rumors in the buzz. And we'll also talk about why people are attracted to certain brands and what you can do to develop either your individual brand, your community brand, your organizational brand, or even a brand within the department and how you can get after that. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingles, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. People recognize great brands like Apple, Nike, and Zappos as household names. And most people think branding is just sheer luck. Right timing, lots of money, and a lot of experience. But in reality, organizations and companies reach this moment when they understand their brand and how it influences their daily business operations. Now, a brand is much more than an impression or a product. It is a personality that shines through everything a business does. Successful brands know that people don't just buy products and services based on price and quality, but the brand's feeling and value. Let's consider Starbucks in this scenario. You just don't go there for a morning cup of Joe, do you? But the environment, the personalized touches the staff puts on your coffee and the attention you get when you walk into that store and they greet you. Superstar brands enjoy a higher margin of profit because people are willing to pay more for the brand and the name of the product. And another benefit is those with strong brands find it easier to align with the organization and their values. The company's values become a compass that guides it in all aspects of decision-making from building to marketing, design, and even services. Companies like Starbucks don't compromise on customer experience, even if it saves them in the short term. 
this wouldn't be in alignment with their company's brand. Now, when it comes to your brand as a person, a professional, a family person, a business, an organization, or even a in the community, your community, what do you stand for? People assume branding is just advertising and marketing. When you align the culture with an organization's values, you can help people work together towards a common objective. Now, imagine if customers and stakeholders were aligned with the brand's values. This would amplify the brand's power. And to make this happen, you first need to identify the gaps and inconsistencies between your organization and values. You will have to educate everyone on what your brand is and why it's essential. Your people need to know they are brand ambassadors and very much like a walking billboard for your brand. Actions impact the brand. And you need to ask yourself if your actions align with the company's values and portray the brand that you want to represent. Now, you can create tools within to relate to your organization's core values. Think of it as an internal marketing campaign. Then you can engage your stakeholders so they can understand and identify the values influencing the business. Take them from the start of the process and walk them through to the end, demonstrating maybe how your values influence each decision. And when it comes to you, your family, your professional community, what kind of culture is at your foundation? When someone mentions one of those catchy slogans, you know what company and brand they're already talking about without even saying the company's name. How do these phrases become so widely known? It's really about building that emotional connection to a brand, not necessarily a product or service. So let's consider these phrases and see if you know who I'm talking about. There are some things money can't buy. Melts in your mouth, but not in your hand. A diamond is forever. Can you hear me now? Good. Simplify. Just do it. Think different. Got milk? Maybe the quicker picker upper. Or how about I'm loving it? Think about the people that are featured in these campaigns. Some of them or folks that we could identify as athletes, celebrities, or other well-known people. But a good majority of the people were just regular people who weren't known. Or the characters that we got to know weren't known at the time that potentially were representing you. These campaigns can evoke a robust emotional response. And sometimes people leave a toxic job because of them or they're getting out of a bad situation. It helps them change their behaviors or even do something extraordinarily impactful. A phrase can do that. A brand can do that. So how can you best connect with the people on an emotional level that enhances your brand? Well, you have to ask people how they feel when they use your product or service. 
and what needs are being satisfied when people purchase your products and services. Asking very similar questions to these that I just used will bring you closer to the personal life of the people that you're serving. So how is your personal or professional brand connecting with the people on an emotional level? People think to build a great brand means being trendy. Trendy comes with a risk, and those trends can change quickly. And trying to be all things and change rapidly can really affect your brand's integrity. People will see you much like a, a follower rather than a leader. And if you keep putting yourself in a relative position by following others' trends, you will be the same, except you will have to compete on who is faster, bigger, cheaper, and so forth. Your uniqueness will fade away that distinguishes who you really are and what you do for your folks. It's probably not how you want to be perceived. So look at a luxury brand like Lexus who has that emotional connection to their consumer. Now, Hyundai is a copycat of Lexus and not necessarily an innovator, but competes based off of being the cheaper imitation version of Lexus. Rather than do what everyone else is, create your own trends. Do this by using a challenge or challenge an existing trend. Yep, that's right. Challenge the status quo. I've never been on to go along to get along. Still, sometimes an industry's dogmas need to be a challenge that dominates over time. Chipotle did this when they kept their menu very simple and refused to cut prices to compete with the competition. This company chose to use better ingredients and pay their staff higher wages. Somebody else did this with the automotive industry. Does Henry Ford ring a bell? He gave his employees more pay, reduced their hours, and sought to make the automobile an affordable vehicle by leveraging the assembly line for most Americans. To set the trend, you must anticipate and take advantage of movements, much like Henry Ford did with the labor movement, much like Starbucks did when they created stores to be halfway between work and home. Where do you see the opportunity to create trends? As easy and dangerous it is to chase trends, so is trying to please everyone. This isn't just about what best brands do and don't do, but what all of us can do. Casting a wide net can bring in some very short-term profits, but it will compromise your brand's integrity in the long run. The best brands, they don't chase everyone, but they focus their energy and try to harpoon a whale. So how can you do this? Well, first answer these questions for me. Who is your target? What do they need? And what kind of brand do you want to be for them? The first thing you need to do is target your core target market. This is the person that you would roll out the red carpet for and set up the red velvet ropes. Who would be your VIP? Analyze that person's day and what they might need that is relevant to your 
product or service. Out of those needs, just pick the one that best aligns with your brand identity and get super focused on those marketing needs. If you try to be everything to everybody, you're just becoming boring. You're going to be the same as everyone else. What you want is personality, integrity, which attracts loyalty among those you serve and your stakeholders. In the last couple of sections, I discussed chasing trends and customers. And in branding, a third mistake comes to light, and that's focusing too much on your growth. And sometimes organizations and leaders are under a lot of pressure, not only from influencers, but also investors to bring something new to the market and diversify or expand. These things can compromise a brand's integrity. So let's take an example of Krispy Kreme, who was the next big thing. But that company and the leadership were pushed to expand to even fueling stations and grocery stores. And that move compromised the product quality and also mess with the customer's experience. So what do you think happened next? That's right, sales began to drop off and the brand was just about tarnished. How do you avoid this, you ask? When you face tough decisions, you need to take a look at your core values. And does this yes compromise those values? What about the vision of your founders? Are these decisions in alignment with everything I've talked about so far? Where there is no vision, the people will perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And you can find that in Proverbs 29, 18. Only pursue those things that align with your core values, your goals, and your brand characteristics and traits. See, one of my favorite books is Good to Great. And in there, Jim stated that the challenges aren't finding opportunities, but to decide what to say yes to. This is going to require discipline and character to say no more than you say yes on your part. So don't chase the long-term profits and kill your brand. What is your unique set of values that are not negotiable? A big challenge for corporate companies is to get everyone moving in the same direction. Working with corporate America for the last few years, I've witnessed these big companies have several different departments working with the same customer but not being united because they aren't fully integrated with its values and characteristics. So in order to get everyone moving in the same direction or moving towards the same thing, you must do two things. First, you need to know where the touch points exist from sales to packaging, marketing, and even in support. If you want to create a great experience, it's gonna be based on your interactions. So do you want to destroy your brand? Probably not. Ignore the grumpy old employee or the broken links on your website. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose the customer. The most important aspect is the product or the service you provide. So that better be right. Are you, are all your people, products and services aligned with the brand values and 
each and every process? Are you delivering and living up to the promise? Well, how does the customer or consumer experience those values and promises? Are there inconsistencies between your online presence and your offline presence? If so, you want to begin patching these things up quickly to prevent any damage to your brand. Your goal is to design an experience that you want your valued customer to have according to your values. The details matter. I can't express that enough. They matter so much. Consider the physical and the emotional aspects of whatever product or service that you're trying to deliver to your valued customer. The experiences you want them to have from the first time they open that package, from the feel, the smell, and the other senses that engage us for the first time. Consider this. In Proverbs 27, 23, it was said that know well the conditions of your flocks and pay attention to your herds. If you don't know your business's condition and the services you provide, you will eventually fail. First impressions are very important, but consistency is even more critical. So remember that buzz will either hurt you or serve you because of your reputation. I've talked a lot about what makes a great company brand, unquestionably a personal brand. Not only is it right for you and the company, but the world by doing some good. We're at a point in this world's era where reputation and brand have become very much the same thing. And you can no longer rely on price, quality, or innovation to establish your reputation. Things like trustworthiness, social, and environmental responsibility have become incredible factors in someone choosing you or your brand. In a study that I read, 73% stated that they would switch to a competing brand if it supported a good cause. That sends a message. In all things I've shown you, that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's in Acts 20.35. But here is the deal. Don't just calculate your contributions so you can be perceived as a good doer while reaping the profits. That's going to backfire on you. Don't try to distract people by giving to random projects, hoping to pull the wool over someone's eyes. And, you know, for example, say, say it's an oil company or a gas company and they gave up money to save, I don't know, a thousand acres of rainforest or something like that. Do you think that they are really environmentally friendly? Probably not. But make your objectives a win-win for the company and the world. And to do this, you need to create a shared value by not only supporting those things that are relevant to your industry, your community, but also your consumer. Make sure you mirror your brand's ideology. And if you're looking to benefit all the stakeholders, then look no further than becoming a B Corps and getting your B Corps certification. And that certification will verify the social and environmental performance, make public transparency, and also legal accountability 
where you balance profit and purpose. Previously, I suggested that a dependable brand can operate as a guiding compass for an organization, influencing their daily decisions. But you need a brand strategy, and that requires two core competencies to be implemented across the sphere of influence. And the first thing you need to do is demonstrate or distribute information about the brand and the strategies to everyone and make sure they stay updated. You gotta make it obvious that the brand is your business. The distribution and education are critically important when developing a climate and a culture around brand values. And I'll share an example of that here in a minute. So create activities involving the brand's competencies and tap into those individual strengths of your leaders, even yourself, of that recognition for those who do demonstrate the brand well, because you're going to want to reward those people who do it right. Regular activities also reinforce the brand's values, muscle memory. This shouldn't be a one and done thing. And number two, projects should align with the entire organization and its brand strategy. Those people who manage their products, they should be leaders that will evangelize your brand. They are also in charge of breaking down any walls, such as rigid, I'm sorry, rigid organizational silos. Take example, the late CEO, Tony Heisch of Zappos. He did this by focusing on corporate culture first and making customer service everyone's responsibility, not just a single department. A brand is a priceless tool for streamlining your company and making hard strategic choices. Hey, I just want to thank you for being here today and listening to the show. You know, what we discussed today was the brand is more than just a tool. It's a guide. It's a compass. It, uh, it allows the company and the organization, and you can apply this as an individual, to create a strategy to attract lots of people. And you can do that by being very careful about upholding your brand's integrity and not chasing after things like trends, uh, growth, not being influenced to to diversify and deliver new things constantly all the time to the environment and not chase after every single person. Remember what I said, don't cast a wide net, but try to harpoon that whale. So let your brand shine through your organization and the things that you do and who you serve and take a stand while you do what you do. Because remember, why is the most important thing that your consumer is going to connect with? Talk to you soon. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whatever platform you might be listening to. Now go out and share this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls and I appreciate you listening honor your service to others, and love the impact you are creating. I'll see you next time.